Hello and welcome to another episode of the Agile Recruiter podcast. It's a platform where I share my insights as a recruiter, while also learning from other recruiters, their achievements and the challenges that they face within the recruitment industry. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the concept of hiring managers being in denial. And before I jump into what I really mean by being in denial, let's just take a step back. For anyone who's currently working in the tech or IT space, they would know that the market at the moment is absolutely insane. Every candidate that I'm speaking to has got multiple job offers on the table, is interviewing at multiple places. It's a very fast-paced, candidate-driven market. And we've also seen a massive increase in salaries as well. And obviously there's a lot of factors that contribute to this, but at the end of the day, the bottom line is this is happening. And it is not something that is seasonal. It is not something that happens every end of the year. It is not something that happens every five years, 10 years or so on. It is something that is very unique. I've had recruiters within my network say that they haven't seen the market in such a state in the past 10 to 15 years. So, Knowing that and understanding that, you have to realize that in order to tackle this unique situation, in order to win the war on talent where there's more jobs around and less people, you have to come up with a very unique strategy. You have to change your approach in order to get the best of the best, in order to lock the right people in. If you don't do that, simply put, you're just going to miss out on everything. You're going to be at the bottom of the barrel. You're going to be at the bottom of the priority list or wherever a candidate would like to go, a candidate's choice. So now let's come back to hiring managers being in denial. So what I really mean at this moment of hiring managers being in denial is the whole concept of recruiters educating hiring managers or sharing market insights with them. Like this is what's happening and then giving recommendations on how to change our approach, but hiring managers at the moment still sticking to traditional ways of interviewing, that whole traditional sort of mentality and not changing their approach. So first, I'm just going to highlight what some of those obstacles or some of those uh, hesitations from the manager might be, and then what to do in that scenario, right? So the first one would, in what I've seen a lot is ego. Ego in the sense where a hiring manager goes like, if they want to work here, they should be willing to compromise on this. Compromise on salary, compromise on a couple other things. Having that mentality that the candidate wants to work here rather than we want the candidate. Right? This also takes a very different approach. And just as an example, what I've also seen is I saw a situation where a recruiter asked a hiring manager to make a video of explaining the team culture, uh, what the role would be doing, like roles and responsibilities, something that we see is very common at the moment. And the hiring manager rejected it, saying, no, I don't want to do it. If the person wants to work here, I don't have to promote the job. Right? So it's about completely refusing to take a personal approach towards your candidate search. It's just about posting and praying 
um, it's just about having that mentality that the right person would come to us automatically. The other thing is um, questioning motivations, right? In such a very sort of fast-paced market at the moment where there's a lot of high salaries on offer, obviously when you're speaking to a candidate and you would like that candidate, that candidate being very transparent would go like, hey, just so you know, I'm interviewing at multiple places. This is what they're paying me, right? And then the hiring manager would start just questioning the motivation. Oh, this person's money motivated. If they're money motivated, they're not right for us. It's not about being money motivated. This is how the market is at the moment, right? You, If you are paying less than everyone and you still think the candidate would choose you above all, then you should, I don't know, like you must be bringing something entirely different to the table in order to get that level of attraction from candidates, right? So it's, I, I've seen a lot of that where motivations are questioned. Another thing that I've seen is a hiring manager just completely rejects all market insights. And it's actually happened to me. Just as an example, I was recruiting for, I would say, a project administrator role, which was very much in demand or is very much in demand at the moment. And just to give you a bit of an example of how much in demand is, I was engaging with a recruitment agency who mentioned that they are working on 15 live roles from different organizations for that one particular job title, project administrator. And all of them were struggling, right? So lots of jobs to go around, less people, and obviously the jobs that are available, most of them pay above average or a really attractive salary. So the issue that we had was that we didn't have or we couldn't compete with that level of salary banding. We were actually paying below market, right? And this was a contractual role. So when I presented all my details to the hiring manager saying, hey, this is what the market's paying. This is what we are paying. This is what the interview stages look like, so on and so forth. I believe we should definitely look into increasing the daily rate. Not just that, but also considering Again, market insights are not just about salary and rates and things like that. It's also about what other factors like time of the year. I said, because we're nearing the end of the year, a lot of candidates or applicants would have leave planned. So be very well prepared that the person might potentially start in January or in the new year. And after giving so much insight, so much data to everything, the hiring managers just completely went like, I refuse to believe it. This is completely insane. And I was a bit taken aback. Like, yeah, you could refuse to believe it all you want, but it is something that's happening. Needless to say, we stuck with the same traditional method of recruitment. We didn't change anything. We went with the same approach and we really struggled to fill that role. Another thing that I've seen is interviews. Because it's a very fast paced market, if you would delay interviews or have extra steps in it, useless steps in it, you would potentially lose out on the candidate. Normally in an interview, there would be about, I would say, 
three stages from what I've seen. One would be just a screening. Second would be with like a man senior manager and third would be like with a very senior manager, but that would just be a cultural fit, right? So you have to, at the moment, because it's such a fast paced market where you know offers are being thrown at, thrown at candidates left, right and center to educate the manager, hiring manager and say, hey, we need to cut this short, right? You need to cut that into from three to one or two steps and make sure that those one or two steps are within that week or not just even within that week, like a day or two apart and that's it. Right, because if you have multiple steps, an obstacle that you'll face is with availability of hiring manager and whoever needs to be in that interview. Your first interview could be on Monday and your second interview due to availability issues could go on as to Friday next week. So make sure that you make it very clear, hey, it needs to be Monday and Tuesday or Monday and Wednesday and that is it wrap it up and communicate the same thing to the candidate so it has to be a very quick process again well making sure that you don't compromise on the quality of hire and how can you do that again comes into the whole concept of educating hiring managers have a chat to the hiring manager who needs to be involved in those interviews what key skills are you assessing because a lot of these managers and you'll i'm sure everyone has seen they would be recruiting for the first time they wouldn't have a lot of experience in recruitment so they wouldn't know who to include in those interviews so it's about you educating them or going along with them in that journey to identify who needs to be there and what is their role and once you've done that it's not over you then need to add structure to the interview. Who's going to ask what questions? Who's going to do this? What is everyone's role in it? The last thing you want is people talking over each other, people not knowing who's going to go next and giving a really bad candidate experience. Because even if you you belong to a really good brand and the candidate feels oh, like, let's say, a very off vibe during the interview and doesn't feel comfortable, it feels like that, like we're all over the place the candidate will reject us now knowing these factors or obstacles or hesitations from hiring managers what would be the best way to tackle these right i feel like whenever you're having a chat with a hiring manager be very transparent from the get-go i would say at the job briefing stage so make sure you're already aware of what's happening in the market and don't go to that meeting with just feelings like, hey, this is what I've seen. Go with solid information, data, things you could share. Things like, hey, this is what Seek Analytics are saying. This is what Indeed Analytics are saying. If you've got your own sort of market research, internal portal thing, you utilize that, share that information, show what your competitors are paying, show what you're paying, how does that compare. Go with as much relevant information as you can, but also go with solutions. Hey, for example, if we're paying this rate, we are not going to find this person, but if we rescope the role, reassess the skills that we're looking for, we can definitely find this kind of profile. 
So you're giving them an option to go for a more junior candidate before you even start that search. And just be very transparent. Don't be a yes man or like a person who just agrees saying, yep, let's just start a search. No, don't waste anyone's time. Make sure that you're completely clear that it's in everyone's best interest to start searching for a junior candidate who can then later be trained into the role or into a leadership role or whatever the role requires. I would also say keeping hiring managers accountable. And what I mean by that is a lot of times I see that, or just as, as an example, in my last role that I was recruiting for, we took that approach where we were going for a junior candidate. I presented junior profiles. We agreed to interview one or two of them. And in the interview, I was actually in the beginning very happy that, hey, I'm so happy that they've decided to go with this approach. We're going to find the right person really quickly. Um, and I'm going to close the role. Everyone's going to be happy. However, in the interview, the team asked so many questions and they were like really hard questions and they were completely grilling the candidate. Those questions were still meant for a really, really senior profile. And then it went so bad that the candidate even stopped the interview and was like, hey, it feels like you guys are looking for a very senior person. And that's that was a bit of a shock for me because I thought, hey, we agreed that we were going to look for someone more junior. So after the interview, I called it out. And that's what you should do as well. Hold hiring managers accountable. If the interview pattern or the way of questioning still feels like they're searching for that senior profile, call them out on it. Because again, it would just be a waste of everyone's time where you keep presenting junior candidates. They still have very high expectations and that role would just remain open for as long as possible, which will have a different impact on the projects at hand, commercial aspects on a lot of things. Now, I know there's a lot that can be discussed within this topic. But at the moment, I feel like I've covered a few good points. If you've got more to share, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. But for now, this is the Agile Recruiter. Thank you so much for listening.